Some 7 billion of you have signed on to this bullshit. Some 7 billion of you are religious consumer addicted patriots. Some 7 billion of you have been brainwashed to play nicely with your brothers and sisters and neighbors, regardless of who they are. To embrace egalitarian socialist ideas, to bow to God, politicians, fear, and everything else. And to worry about what kind of car you drive, what brand of shoes you wear, what color your nail polish is, what sports teams you root for, what church or mosque you kneel in. Is it any wonder that a few hundred of my self-motivated engineers defeated 7 billion of you? Is it any wonder that I stand here in control of all 25,000 of your planet's nuclear devices with the ability to annihilate each one of you if I want? This is from the Transhumanist Wager. Very good book, sci-fi book. End of the book, long speech, but so much of this book is written with a eye towards the current. And everything he says here, aside from the part where he has control of the, the nuclear weapons or whatever, which is you know part of the sci-fi novel that it is, but everything he says here up to this point is exactly accurate. It's exactly what's going on. The past year of my life is I've been diving deep into these ideas of how do I want to live my life? What is success? Do I need to make more money? Should I not? Should I work more? Should I work less? And as somebody who's been doing my own thing for a while now, and who you could say has been red-pilled for a while now, at first it was nutrition. I kind of had a red-pilling in school and college because that didn't mesh well with me. It wasn't until later that I saw how much of a scam both of them are and how broken both of them are. Then it was money and Bitcoin. It was the politics of 2020 and 2021, 2022 now. Wow, isn't that crazy? Did it start in 2021 or 2020? I think it's been two years. It's absolutely insane what they've been able to do and what's going on in places like Australia. But I've been red-pilled for a long time and on that journey. I have a small family. My dad's gone. I don't have anybody above me. I don't have any dominant male figures or anybody that has power over me in any way, no uncles or this or that. It's just me. It's me is pretty much the head of the family and we have a very small family. In some ways, it's given me a lot of freedom to be able to explore these ideas and to live completely and utterly my own without fear of retribution or social ostracation or anything like that. So I've been able to really come into my own and come into my own thinking out outside influence. Now, you may not be able to say that, and I get that. That's hard. Like you might have a big social circle, family, coworkers job. You have all these worldviews and beliefs and these things that you've you know, been indoctrinated to believe that feel like they're right, that feel like they're just, they're moral. But if you look under the surface, you'll see the toxic rot. Everything in our modern environment is built upon the backs and the disgusting, unjust, coercive, and blood spilt by millions, potentially billions of humans that came before us. The United States is one of the most evil empires who ever, ever exist. We make Rome look like child's play. Yet you ask the average American and they're patriotic and they think we're the good guys and this and that. And that's all from like Hollywood propaganda. That's all from historical propaganda and what's taught in schoolings, which is just indoctrination camp because it's controlled by the state. Now colleges are doing the same thing. You see the democratic left agenda seeping into everything and corrupting everything because their ideas of socialism and communism and Marxism and equality for all at the expense of who though, for who? That's what the state is, always is, will be. The state is take from one, give to another. Decide who is good, bad, right, just. And then those making the decisions rise above it all. You were born into a flawed world. Your upbringing is flawed. Your ideas are flawed. Everything that you think you know is flawed. There are some truths in there. There's some straight up lies. What I'm coming to, the realization I'm coming to on a daily basis is that the only way to truly live a successful life, to truly have control and autonomy of everything, of your body, of your mind, is to revolt against everything, to rebel. Nietzsche, 
identified this with his three-part metamorphosis, the idea of the overman, the superman, and the becoming of one. Thus spoke Sutra. At first, you're the camel. You carry your burdens of society that have been placed upon you. And then, in one loud roar, you're the lion. And you say no, in the sacred no. Enough's enough, no more. And you shed those burdens. You become the lion. The lion is courage, anger, hostility, revolt, rebellion. But that's not it. That's not the final metamorphosis. You have to then be born again as a child. And in that childlike state of play and ignorance, of having no previous indoctrination, no previous anything, completely clean slate, then you can see truth in front of you. You can see the world for what it really is and what it really isn't. And you can see your past self for what it was and what it wasn't. And then you decide to create your own meaning and value. Now that's powerful stuff. It's basically the hero's journey. It's like the awakening journey, you could say. It's like it's actually kind of like Neo's journey from the Matrix. It reminds me of people that grow old. You know, the ones where they're grumpy and in a way that's their strategy for dealing, for rebelling. They're just grumpy at everything. In a way, it's them opting out. It's like, I'm not gonna play your game. I'm not gonna just be nice to be nice. The world has showed me that it's a tough place. I'm gonna do my own thing, be my own way. I'm not saying that's the right strategy. I guess some people opt out in a way where they just decide they're gonna do exactly what they wanna do. They're gonna live exactly how they wanna live. And they do that and they live in peace. But why does it take so damn long? Why do most people have to get there when they're like 15, 60? Maybe they're not trying to procreate anymore. Maybe they just don't care about impressing members of the opposite sex. Maybe a lot of their friends and family members have died. Probably all those things. It's pretty fascinating actually when you think about it. When you think about how hard it is for the human to rebel when there's other people around them. That's biology though. That's how we're designed. We have our innate tribalism built into us because mother nature programmed us for that. That was conducive to group survival. But in a world today, you can be the ultimate individual. You can build a tribe by handpicking people that support how you want to live and what you think. You don't have to conform to anything around you. You can build the thing that you want to conform to. And ideally, it would be one based on truth and openness and being who you are, no judgment, no shame, none of the base primal human instincts that cause all the strife and trauma in the world. You were born into a flawed world, and that's understandable. If you listen to my stuff, you might think I'm a pessimist. I sometimes sound like that because I'm talking about how broken things are, but I'm actually an optimist. I'm grateful for where we've come. I'm grateful for the abundance and opportunity and running water and sanitation and iPhones and toilets and all the things that we have in our modern environment. It's, it's amazing. And it's a result of free market capitalism, which is the foundational principle for all of society. Don't coerce, let people decide what they want to do, leave them alone. That's it. That's politics. It should literally require a couple people just saying, nope, that's coercion. It doesn't exist. Oh, that's coercion. Illegal. Like that's what it should be. But that doesn't benefit politicians, people that like money and power. I'm grateful for the world today. And there's a lot of things that we've done right, humanity. And there's a lot of opportunity and abundance. And I'm hopeful for the future. But that does not mean I need to accept the status quo. Not even a little bit. I can choose exactly what I want. How I want to live, how I want to think, what I want to support, what I want to tear down, what I want to rebuild. It's all choice. You may not realize it, but you have the power to choose as well. You've probably just never exercised it in your life because friends, family, conditioning, whatever. Because fear, fundamentally fear. You're afraid. You're afraid of what people will say, do, think. You're afraid that maybe you'll make a mistake. You're afraid that your ego will take some shots. 
You'll afraid to be challenged. You'll be afraid to call an idiot or weird or whatever. And that's completely understandable because again, you're a human animal. You're designed to fit in. I'm a genetic anomaly. I thrive on not fitting in. Genetics, yes. Upbringing, yes. Certain conditions, yes. But this is cultivated because it could have gone either way. This isn't just reserved for somebody who's this way. You cultivate this. You build this. You choose. Everything is choice. Your environment gives you certain opportunities and disadvantages. But guess what? Overcome the disadvantages and you're even stronger. That's the duality. I've overcome lots of things. I've dealt with immense pain and suffering. I'm sure you have. And if you haven't, well, you will. Because the people around you, they're all going to die. You're going to die. It's going to suck. You're going to deal with it. You can cultivate this. And the truth that I'm coming to is that it's all our choice. Everything is our choice. We are the gods of our existence because we choose everything. We decide everything, even when we don't. It's all choice. And to accept anything that's outside of ourselves that might be broken or flawed or the history not well understood is a major risk that's going to make us fragile. So you decide for yourself. You let it all go. In one loud roar, you say no. And then you're born again as a child. And you build meaning and you build the life that you want to live. And it's an amazing, beautiful thing. And I believe, which is what the better human is all about, is that that's how we move humanity forward. It's always moved forward by the few, the, the martyrs, you know, the revolutionaries, the few that, that create the iPhone or invent the steam engine. The few always drag along the masses. And the masses come along when there's enough safety in others doing the same thing. Because most people are not the early adopters. They're not the outspoken few. They're not the 1%. And that's understandable. But in the world we live in today, with the massive amount of opportunity we have to do anything you want, to be successful in any way you want, to live any way you want, to think anything you want, to retreat into the safety of the crowd is a death sentence. Because the crowd, the average person, is sick mentally and physically and living, as Thoreau said, lives of quiet desperation. That was true in the 1800s. It's true in the 2000s. And it's going to be even more true as technology takes over our lives and more people willingly plug themselves into the matrix or the metaverse now. And the few that control it benefit immensely and then eventually enslave the rest. If you want to be a slave, then you follow what's normal, what's average. You follow tradition. You follow orthodoxy. And if you want to be free, you revolt against it all. I'll see you in the next one. Subscribe. Get the Better Human newsletter over at thebetterhuman.co. 